Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. There's a pandemic out there. If you haven't gotten around to it, go get your vaccination and help us all stay safe. And yourself, too. You'll keep your friends and family members healthy. Now, on to the show. Today, I'm going to discuss coup de gras. Now, this is a mechanic that I really like that's in the role-playing game from Free League, Forbidden Lands. I'm going to go into a bit of discussion about Forbidden Lands before I go into the mechanic. Because perhaps a lot of people who are playing Dungeons & Dragons or AD&D or old school games aren't as familiar with Forbidden Lands. I know there's a lot who are into the more old school gaming that got into it. I would not call it an old school game. I find it to be very new, doing a lot of revolutionary, uh, cutting-edge stuff with role-playing that I'm very impressed with. Uh, but it does lean into some old, older ideas that have kind of been lost from modern versions, like hex crawls. It's hex crawl heavy. And the resources that it gives in just the Game Master's Guide alone is really great for running a hex crawl very condensed information that you can just go and do a lot with. It is so much you can do with the actual setting and the stuff in there. Try running it. Try pulling from the book. There's a lot of great expansions like uh, setting books and stuff like that out available for it. In fact, right now they have a Kickstarter that's going on. And I think it'll be going on for a few more weeks, at least another week or so. Uh, where they're putting out, finally putting out the first uh, Monsters Manual for it. Uh, and they're also putting out a new setting book that expands their setting a little further. It's called the setting book's called Blood March, and uh, the Monsters Manual is called Book of Beasts. So the Forbidden Lands, Book of Beasts, and the Blood March. I'll try to link that Kickstarter in the bottom there. It's got seven days to go, so I'm backing that. Excited to get this bestiary right now. The only monsters we have are in the in the the, the Game Master's Guide, and I'd like to get more. I ran this. I'm not running it currently. Uh, just wrapped up about a month ago the campaign. Kind of wrapped it up short to move on to another campaign, but hoping to get back to it and definitely going to run it again. So Forbidden Lands has, uh, the way it works, uh, mechanically speaking, is you're going to do checks in a dice pool. If you go back about two or three days ago, we talked about the mechanic, the base mechanic for it all. So this is referring to the base mechanic that we talked about earlier, where you're going to roll a pool of six-sided dice, and if a six pops up, you have yourself a success. Just one natural six and whatever that pool is, and that's going to be the, that pool of dice is determined by your attribute number. So like you're going to have an attribute somewhere from like one to five. So you say you have wits of three. Um, you're going to roll three six-sided die to make a wits check. If you have what's a five, you will five, six, so on and so forth. And when you use certain skills, they have a corresponding attribute, and your skill will be like one, two, or three, and you'll add that many more dice to the check in that skill. So if you, so like, let's see. Um, so let's say you have the skills. Uh, let's say you have uh, might or endurance, uh, or endurance is a skill. They're both associated to the strength. And you want to check your endurance, and your endurance is two, and your strength is a four. That's six six-sided dice you roll. So this is uh, the coup de gras mechanic, and I really appreciate this. And I wanted to highlight this, just showing one of the many wonderful things they do in this game. And kind of hoping that you might be able to even think about doing this in your Dungeons & Dragons, or your OSE campaign, or your Swords of Wizardry campaign, or any other game you do. We might be able to find a way to do this. 
As an opponent who has lost all strength or agility is defenseless. If it's an intelligent being with wits and you want to give him a coup de gras and kill him outright, you must fail an empathy roll. Roll the attribute only. Even if the roll fails, you must spend one willpower point and suffer one point of damage to empathy. Killing in cold blood is not as easy as you might think. If you have the cold-blooded talent, you can kill defenseless enemies without these negative effects. So, making a coup de gras, you have to roll a uh, was it a wits? Was it wits? Yeah, oh, with a with your wits, uh, willpower. Uh, so the willpower points is something else in the mechanic. So you got to make an empathy check. So what's your empathy score? Let's say you have an empathy of five. You're gonna roll five six-sided dice. If it fails, so none of them come up six, then you can do that, and you're going to take some kind of damage to your empathy as well. So I'm not sure what the corresponding um, attribute would be used. I don't know if it would be, uh, if we're going to be playing like your classic D&D you know, type book, if we'd be talking wisdom or, I don't think it would be intelligence. It might be wisdom. It could be charisma. I don't know. If you wanted to do something like that, you could do a check on one of those. There's many ways you can do checks, however you do them in your game. Sometimes people do the roll under, so you roll a 20 or an amount of six-sided dice and have to roll under whatever your wisdom is uh, to make that check. And in order to succeed, you have to roll under it. But if you fail, you can do the kill. So why do I like this coup de gras? Well, for starters, it, it, does, a, uh, it does prevent the murder hoboing. <laughs> it also keeps... The bad guy's alive, and once you've defeated them, you can't necessarily just hack off their head that easily. Uh, I mean, if you watch movies, they don't always, after you get in a sword fight or combat somebody, they don't always kill the person they're fighting. Uh, what makes for interesting, better drama is that the opponent walks away. They want to come back for revenge. So adding to the story, uh, this is kind of, I kind of thought about doing this coup de grace episode after yesterday's episode where I talked about uh, lethality and character death, where I claim that character death is very good for the game, makes a more interesting game running a lethal game. Please listen to that. If you haven't, you'll understand that perspective. And it's not a hack and slash perspective. It's kind of the opposite. Again, with the coup de gras, is that it, it, it's, it kind of leans away from the hack and slash murder hobo and lets you do more with these villains. Uh, there was one NPC that was involved, that was in our, our uh, Lost Lands campaign that they wanted to kill and did not. But the NPC didn't even become a villain, became kind of a, a, a side NPC who was entertaining and fun and, and, and ended up sticking around for the rest of the campaign and interacting with the group. Now, there's a lot of reasons you want to keep those those uh, people that you're fighting, the brigands or whoever it is you run into, and not murder them outright. But your players are going to probably try to kill them a lot of times, just kill them right off. And having that coup de gras, that way to check to see, uh, yeah, are you really that cold-blooded? Because sometimes players get into the moment, get into the fight, they do the kill, and there's not much consideration given to the alignment. Perhaps there should be, uh, but there isn't. And being able to keep them around helps you to build up NPCs for villains and everything else. Uh, like, if you're running into a villain at a low level who survives, it's fun to bring them back. Especially if you've maimed them and they now have the scars and they're looking for revenge. And suddenly this, this NPC, this villain that was nothing to begin with, the whole interaction and the story between them and the players 
starts to be built off of the player's action. You can start building the story around what the players did. Uh, and that's a large uh, part. Uh, that, that's one of the many things I draw from when crafting stories and running a game in a more sandbox style game, as opposed to like what they call railroad style games. A lot of times the railroad style games, you have a, the dungeon master has certain things that you ha can do or cannot do. A lot of times there's villains you can kill or cannot kill. In this case, yeah, the random brigand can be killed. It's not that big of a deal. It's not going to derail my game if you kill these people you're interacting with. Because I haven't built my entire campaign around something outside of the players. I'm building it around the players and the world they interact with. It's the ones that survive that I can do something with. And the ones that survive, having a mechanic to make sure a few survives, could be a helpful thing. So how would I introduce Coup de Gras to an old school style uh, BX based or AD&D based style game? I think that the best way I can think of would be doing something like a wisdom check or a charisma check. We don't really have an empathy in there. Maybe if you want to go crazy and really uh, mod your game, you could add an empathy, but I don't think that's necessary. There could be other ways, or even just some sort of, if you're using the older style, you usually get a savings throw that you throw over. Go with the savings throw. It's a willpower issue. So willpower tends to be attached to, to wisdom. Go with that. Do you have the willpower to commit this atrocity? And what kind of damage happens if you do? Because we talked about that in there. Perhaps you'd like to look at, oh, well, for a period of time, your wisdom is going to go down one. So any check, that'll impact that. It could be permanent. It could just be temporary, but an interesting thing to look at, that's the coup de gras. That's a mechanic from Forbidden Lands. Uh, the first thing that got me thinking about this, uh, actually, besides the, the other thing that got me thinking about this was a question that was asked about what mechanic do you really love in a role-playing game? I was thinking for a minute, you know, I really like coup de gras in Forbidden Lands. That's been a cool mechanic to use, and I appreciate it. That's all I've got for today. Uh, keep those dice rolling and have a nice night.